0: Hey, today you're here on a history-making Sunday. Come on, turn to three people and tell them it's history-making today. All right, come on. It's history-making today. What? Yes. How many of you guys know that we at New Life Church, we love what's called kingdom builders? Okay. In fact, can I just, can I just hear right now from everybody that's a kingdom builder at all auditoriums um, on three? Would you just shout really loud if you're a kingdom builder? Ready? One, two, three. Three. Yeah. Right on. Those people that just cheered are people that give generously above and beyond their tithe so that we can partner with uh, like tons of Kingdom Builder uh, members around the world and we can fund them so they can communicate the good news of Jesus around the world. And guys, to date, right now through 2022, we've already invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into Kingdom Builders. Um, and into our partners around the world, and these guys are helping people find Jesus, and lives are being changed. If you're asking yourself, what is Kingdom Builders? It really breaks down to these three components. Uh, Global outreach. This is where we have missionaries and global projects that are happening around the world. Uh, Local church expansion. We believe that the local church in America must thrive and be healthy so that from our health, then we can reach out and we can impact more. So we're investing into church plants, investing into other churches, um, empowering other believers so that we can lead healthy churches in America. But the third category, which I'm probably most passionate about, is called future Christian leaders. Future Christian leaders, who's going to take my job? Who's going to take your seat? Who's going to lead the church in the future, right? What does that really look like? And today we're celebrating future Christian leaders, it's going to be exciting. Hey, but I got something I got to tell you before I get to that, okay? Um, every year now, through Kingdom Builders, we have a week that we just call it the Miracle Offering." How many guys have participated in the miracle offering over the past couple of years? Come on, All right? Have you? It's been exciting. It's been exciting God's done miracles. Right now, we have a delta. The difference between what we what you have given and what we committed in 2022 is somewhere right now, currently as I stand here, $159,000 currently, right now, that's what we're believing God for in our miracle offering that's coming up on November the 20th. Now next week, it'll be lower, and I'll give you the new number. And then on November the 20th, it'll even be lower. Uh, But right now, as we sit here right now, we're believing God uh, for $159,000, the difference between what we have given and what we committed to. And I'm just inviting every single one of you to be praying about how you participate in the miracle offering for Kingdom Builders coming up on November the 20th. Well guys, today, all right at all of our campuses the host probably told you already we're doing something amazing we've got four future christian leaders that are going to be communicating god's word today so here's the good news you don't have to listen to me today i I don't think i quite i don't think i said that right and I don't think you were cheering for the right thing. No, I'm just messing around. No, I'm, I am excited today, guys. Four young adults from our Norplatt campus and from our Kearney campus, all of them feel like God is just alive inside of their heart and alive inside of their spirit. None of them necessarily feel called to be pastors or missionaries. Uh, but in their own respective ways, serve God, follow God, raise their family, raise their children in a way that are going to love God. I'm just going to tell you right now, what you're going to discover is that the church of Jesus Christ in America and at New Life is in incredibly good hands. And that's what you're going to be encouraged with today. I found this verse, though, that I thought, I thought was fitting before I invite our first speaker out, okay? Here's, here's the verse. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. Jeremiah is being called by God. To follow him throughout the rest of his life it says oh sovereign lord i said uh i, I can't speak for you i'm too young because god had called him in the ministry i can't speak for you i'm too young and the lord replied don't say that i'm too young for you must go wherever i send you and say whatever i tell you guys that's what's getting ready to happen right here right now at new life church now look Here's what I want you to do. I, you guys, don't fall asleep like you fall asleep on me, okay? All right? No, Nobody do that. Nobody getting up and walking out like you get up and you walk out on me. I don't know what you're doing, all right? Don't do that. And if you got a baby here, don't let your baby cry like you let your baby cry on me, all right? It's very distracting, I don't want these guys to be distracted. So give them your best, all right? So I, when, I say, when I say their name, I want you to cheer, okay? Let's practice it right now. Um, hey, welcome, Jeff Baker. Woo! All right, all right, good. When they say something that's amazing, I want to hear you say amen, okay? So something amazing. All right, when they say something funny, I want to hear you laugh. Something funny. It doesn't have to sound that fake. That sounded like a 1970s television show. You guys get the point, right? Let's lean in today. Let's lean in, right? First one up is Priscilla Mondragon. Let me tell you this about her really quick. She's like, she was born in Denver, Colorado. She's lived in North Platte for the last eight years of her life. She's been attending the North Platte campus since she was in middle school. She's currently in college pursuing an early education degree, and she serves as a director, a volunteer in our kids' ministry in North Platte. Would you guys give it up? for our very own Priscilla Mondragon. Come on. (laughs) on.
1: Uh. Welcome. Growing up, I had a huge passion for school. I mean, take a look at this picture of me in middle school. Now, I know, you can laugh. I look nerdy. I've got the glasses. And if you look closely in my hand, you can see an honor roll certificate because I was that nerd who always wanted to be at school. Now let's jump ahead to when I was in high school. My main priority was still my grades and being involved in academic activities. I focused so much on getting straight A's and getting a part of every club that I could be after school, before school. I was that overachiever and that overthinker, as you can tell in middle school and in high school. I did this because I thought that this was the only way that I would be successful and that I would have worth. So this is where I spent most of my time and energy. Until I was in English class in high school. We had a final coming up that I expected to do good on. So I was confident, I was excited. Yeah, excited about a test, crazy. (laughs) But keep in mind, I was that one that was always asking my peers to review my work, asking questions to the teachers. I was always studying extra hours on my work. And I even joined the journalism team because that's how much I enjoyed English and writing. And I failed. I failed the entire thing. And in high school, 70% of that final is your entire grade. So I failed that entire class. I failed at something I was good at. How many times do we pour our time and energy into something that we're good at or that we love and it doesn't have the outcome we expect? There are too many times that we focus on the failures or the mistakes and we let that define our worth. We focus our time into the earthly temporary things instead of the eternal. But church, your worth is only found in one place and that's God. It's not found in the world We know that we're worthy enough because the value that God saw in his son is the value he sees in us. Now think about that. The price that God paid for you was sending his one and only son to die in your place. That's what your worth is in God's eyes. He knows how valuable you are. He knows how special you are. He knows the characteristics and personality that you have to go and lead in this world that's your worth in God's eyes in Ephesians 3 19 it says may you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God church we have to be willing to go in and find our worth and identity in Christ because it's in Christ who we are made complete and whole Don't you love that feeling of feeling whole and excited about your days? You wake up knowing that your life is in Christ's hands. Because Christ is eternal. Let me say that again. Christ is eternal. And he will never let you down. No matter what comes from this world, the friendships, the people around you, he is the one that will never let you down. The power that that holds in your heart, that he will never let you down. He wants us to experience joy. So it's okay to want to do well and to be successful, whether it's sports, to be liked on social media, the relationships and friendships that you build. But if that's where your main focus is at and that's where you're trying to look for your worth, that's where we're gonna fall short. Because all of those things are temporary. Think of that word temporary. You could wake up tomorrow and that job's not gonna be there or that friendship's not gonna be there, but who is gonna be there? God, and he will always be there. And our worth is found in God's unconditional love. As we keep receiving his love, we're going to continue to overflow with his grace, his confidence, and his generosity. Now, I know that the devil knows that we find our worth in Jesus, so he's going to try and set us off course, bringing temptation all around us. So when this happens, let us remember Romans 12.2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Church, don't we want to experience the good, the pleasing and the perfect? And all you have to do is trust in God and he will transform the way we think, the way we feel and the way we act. So church, where do you find your worth?
0: Come on. Good job. I told you I was bringing an air horn. They had five, they each have five minutes. And Priscilla nailed it with like nine seconds left. I'm going to take a lot of heat, a lot of heat if all these guys nail their, their talks on time. And I'm the only one that doesn't, all All right. I only had two prayers this morning, all right? My two prayers walking around the church this morning were, number one, that all four of our communicators would show up and they wouldn't get scared and not show up, Right? They all showed up. My second prayer was, God, please let me use the air horn, all right? So those have been my, those are my two expectations, all right? So coming up next, we have Connor Gosnell. Connor Gosnell's from the, he's from our Kearney campus. He was born in Maxwell. Come on, all right? A Nebraska boy, Uh, he currently works at the Regional 3 Behavioral Health Services as a social worker. He's married to his wife, Kiana, and they have a beautiful daughter named Everly. All right, his future plans are simply this— love God, love his family, and wherever God puts him, just to keep speaking the powerful truth of God. He serves as one of our youth group leaders, a host team member, um, and a co-leader in our uh, college men's life group. So guys, would you put your hands together and welcome Connor Gosnell. Come on.
2: So, I want to start today off with a question. How many of you have ever had that friend that told you, don't worry about it, just trust me? (laughs) Well, unfortunately for my buddy Kevin, I am that friend. (laughs) So, the story is, Kevin and I had just gotten ready for prom, and we were with our dates taking pictures, And as we're taking some really nice, good pictures, I convince Kevin that we need to take some fun and silly pictures. Naturally, this progresses to me convincing Kevin that he should jump into my arms and that he can trust that I'll catch him. Well, take a look at the screen, and this is how that progresses. So this is the first picture. It's me convincing Kevin to jump into my arms. The next picture, that's me almost catching Kevin. And the picture after that, that's Kevin falling. And the one after that, is Kevin hitting the ground. And the one after that, is Kevin lying on the ground after I dropped him. <laughs> so I, I tell you this story because it's really funny, um, but also because we really need to be careful with where we place our trust. Um, I only have a couple minutes to uh, share this with you guys, and I've already wasted a couple of them with my story, so uh, please focus in with me, and we're just going to dive into the Word of God. Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your paths straight. You see, the most, thing, the most important thing that God wants us to know today and every day is that we can trust in him. He wants us to know that he is good and that he's faithful to us. You see, this verse is saying that we need to trust in God with all of our heart, not with just some of our heart, not with just most of our heart, but with all of our heart. And then it says in some translations um, that we shouldn't just know God, but we should acknowledge him. Yeah. We should recognize God. We should do that in every aspect of our lives. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind stays on you, whose mind knows God, whose mind acknowledges and recognizes God in all of his ways. Because he trusts in you, trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. These verses tell us and explain to us that the result of trusting in God with our whole heart is that we can experience his presence and his perfect peace. The point that I want to drive home for everyone today, and I want you guys to know, is that God is good and he wants us to experience his presence. He wants us to experience his perfect peace. And that only comes from trusting in him. While it might not be the best idea to trust your high school buddy to catch you while you're wearing your prom tux, it's always a good idea to trust in God in every moment, in every situation, and in every aspect of your life. You can trust God to make the path straight, to make the path straight for you in your career, in your relationships, in your finances. Um, In everything that you do, you can trust God. The life that we live is not going to be easy. We're promised that we'll face trials, difficult situations, terrible circumstances, but God can bring us through it if we would just trust in him in everything. Finally, I want to take a moment for you guys to imagine with me what your life would look like if you trusted God in every situation. Not just the difficult situations, but in every situation. What would life look like for you if in every moment of your life that you recognized God for his goodness and that you knew his faithfulness and that you can trust him? I want to ask Two questions today before Jeff blows his air horn. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yes! Um, what are the two questions? All right, the first question is, how would living like this change my life? That's good. That's good. And then I want you to ask, how would living like this change the lives of
0: those around me? Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> Leave that there. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Good job. Awesome, awesome. oh man i love you connor thank you dude thank you for answering one of my prayers god works in mysterious ways church no that was powerful that was good so far so far so good right i mean come on come on well, hey, up next is, uh, is another young lady from our uh, Kearney campus, Alicia Pace. Alicia was born in, check this out, North Platte, Nebraska. Yeah, she's currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in uh, general studies at UNK. Uh, I know that she works at the Buckle. Come on, somebody. Right? right? Is that right, Drew? Right? On your team even, right? Come on. Man, you keep her, too. You're like, I'm not letting her go. Uh, she serves on our worship team uh uh, on our our youth ministries and in our college ministry so in three different ministries she's serving while getting degree and working full-time uh she's amazing guys would you put your hands together for alicia pace come on come on bam it's all yours
3: (laughs) awesome You guys like to travel, right? Go somewhere new, maybe just go an hour away, try out some new food, right? And when we go to these new places, we need some directions, right? I don't know about you guys, I don't know my way around. So we use the GPS. And when we use the GPS, we have to listen to the voice. Sometimes though, we kind of get distracted by what's going on around us. You know, someone's talking in the car, something's going on outside and we kind of lose track. Where am I supposed to go? And suddenly you gotta take two U-turns, you know, go this way, rerouting, rerouting, you know, right? Or sometimes we get a little confident and we're like, she doesn't know what she's saying. I have to go straight. And then you have to take the U-turns again, right? And you've added three minutes onto your arrival time. This summer, a few of my friends and I, we decided let's go to a day trip to Lincoln. You know, go to some stores we don't have, get some lunch. And the whole day, we used our GPS, and we got there, just great. So our last stop, I'm like, man, I know how to get to the interstate, guys. We don't need the GPS. And I thought, worst case, those I-80 West signs are going to bring me right to the road. I learned two things that day, one, I don't know how to get to the interstate, and two, if you're too far from the interstate, those I-80 West signs are not in sight. So we had to use the GPS. Now, listening to the voice of GPS, I think it's relevant and shows up into our spiritual life because we have to listen to the voice of the Lord to guide us. Right? In Proverbs 4.23, we're told, Guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. Now, when we're talking about our heart here, we're not just talking about our physical heart, but we're talking about our mind, our soul, and our spirit. See, our heart, it decides, it plans, and it makes commitments. So if this is true, if whatever we're feeding our heart affects everything, I think it's easy for us to let the things of this world control how we can act and treat and judge one another when really his word, and what He tells us should be what protects us. It's an everyday choice we have to make to guard our heart, and it's what we do in our every life that decides and helps us to make that decision. Are we spending daily devotion time with Him? Are we surrounding ourselves with believers? Or are we spending our time on social media, scrolling, letting the world decide who we should be? There's four things we can do to guard our heart. Watch what we hear, Watch what we say, watch what we see, and watch what we think. I grew up with a father who always told me, don't listen to that music, don't watch that movie, don't read that book. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. He just was parenting me, right? But really, it's a slow fade when we give ourselves away to those things that influence us. We don't see it until we've hit rock bottom. We don't see it when we lost our job. When we lost a loved one or when we're moving away and we're the only one there. What's on our heart is what shows in those times. And that's why it's so important that we do as the Lord says. I remember my first night here when I was driving up to UNK to start college as a freshman. That whole day I was in straight panic mode. Oh my goodness. You guys know the saying, bridezilla? You know, she's like control freak. She's like snippy. She's anxious. I was Freshmanzilla, yep. (laughs) I was so confused, I was so anxious, and I was so scared. The summer leading up to Carney, I didn't know who I wanted to be, you know, this is a whole new life. And like those movies, you know, that you're not supposed to watch, they showed college as this, you know, you guys know what they show college life as. (laughs) And I'm like, dang, you know, I don't know, what do I do, you know? But that night, when I was alone in my dorm room, because my roommate hadn't moved in yet, I was listening to worship music and praying. The God said, give it to me, Alicia. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that meant I needed to pray. I needed to spend my time in my Bible, and I needed to spend my time with believers. And I don't think it's a coincidence I'm standing right here today in front of you guys, my third year in college, getting to speak on the Word of God. I don't think it's a coincidence that my best friends are the ones I get to be in here on the morning of Sunday. I don't think it's a coincidence that I get to say, he is my Lord and my savior of my life. So whoever you are today, whatever's in the way of you. Oh, dang it. (laughs) I was like, why is everybody laughing? I didn't see a joke yet.
0: I know. I mean, people are like—they're cruel. Seriously, they're like laughing at things. Yeah, I was like—they're laughing behind your back.
3: They are. Okay,
0: so seriously, you've done so well. Like, sum up. How does how does this plane end? Like, what's that? What's that final challenge to us?
3: Mm. Everything flows from your heart, so give yourself to God.
0: Amen. Come on. Thank you, Alicia. Oh, man, I felt so bad about blowing the horn. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> all right, so, hey, we got our last one coming up, all right? Last one, Gabriel Amagacher. Uh That's an interesting name, okay? And so uh, you may have heard that name before because he actually plays on the UNK football team. Uh, so he's, he's, he's going to school uh, at UNK. He's working on a bachelor's degree in math. And a minor in construction management at UNK. He, he's also uh, you know, pursuing uh, a master's degree. He wants, to, he wants to get a master's degree. He wants to play in the NFL. He grew up in Chicago, guys, all right? His parents were here last week for the, the homecoming, and so they're watching online. So get ready to hear from your son, Gabriel Amagacher. Come on, guys. Right on, bro. All (sighs) righty.
4: Does anyone believe that in one moment, God can change the trajectory of your life? I want you all here to do me a favor. I want you to go ahead and close your eyes for me. I want you to go ahead and close your eyes and just imagine the moment in your life where your story changed. Maybe you got married, maybe you got divorced, maybe you had your first kid. Whatever it may be, I just want you to imagine that. Mm. Now I want you to go ahead and open back up your eyes for me. God put us through so many different things at so many different times, but we're all together here right now. As believers, we have a main goal to let Christ change our hearts, and to build a relationship with God. There's a story in the Bible about a man named Gideon, and he was said to be a mighty warrior and leader, but he wasn't always like that. He saw himself as beneath and less than. Gideon was among the Israelites, and what the Israelites did was they began to worship the God of the Amorites, which God did not like at all. And because God didn't like that, through their whole entire town, they were getting ransacked by armies, left and right. They couldn't save any food. One day, Gideon was hiding, trying to hide food in a wine press, and an angel appeared to him. In Judges chapter 6, verse 12, it reads, The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Gideon was shocked. Mighty hero, who are you talking about? (laughs) I'm no mighty hero. But the angel chose him out of all the Israelites and said, you will be the one who rescues Israel. In Judges chapter 6, verse 15, it reads, But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my entire family. Gideon didn't see himself as such. Not at all. But through trials and tribulations, he was able to build that relationship with God. Gideon ended up recruiting 32,000 soldiers to go ahead and try to defeat an army. But God told him he didn't even need that many. He said, what? (laughs) How? How many do I need? Gideon ended up only taking 300. And mind you, they didn't even take weapons. They took a torch, a clay jar, and a trumpet. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not going into no war with a torch, a clay jar, and a trumpet. (laughs) But through what God had put him through, he trusted the Lord. And he ended up defeating the armies. Didn't even have to do anything. The armies fought themselves. And that's that's what happens when you put your trust and you put your faith in God. I'm here today from Chicago, Illinois. I had no idea I would be in the middle of Nebraska. (laughs) All I knew after high school was that I wanted to play football. I had college coaches texting me left and right, showing me little bits of interest, until one day, two college coaches from the same school walked into my house and sat down and had dinner with me and met my family and they were from Nebraska, Kearney. And that's when I knew I was supposed to be there. So many people laughed at me. They said I wouldn't make it. I've only been playing football for a couple of years. They didn't believe in me. But I trusted in the plan that God had for me. And now I'm about to graduate with my degree. I've been able to, to almost complete my dream of playing football. I've been able to serve my community to a higher level that I could never imagine. And I get to do the Lord's work. I would have never, ever saw myself in this place if I would have listened to everybody and just stayed back home. Everyone goes through challenges in their life. But God is who he says you are regardless of your story. Allow God to work in your life as you trust and progress your relationship with Him.
1: Amen.
0: Come on. <laughs> that was tough. That was, that was tough <laughs> 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 Come on, come on, Give it up for these four. Come on. Man. If I had two hands to clap, I'd clap. Wow, guys, look, today you got to hear from four future Christian leaders, all right? This is just an example, all right? This is just a small sampling of, uh, of the future Christian leaders that God is developing here at New Life Church, by the way, okay? We had a long list uh, that, we, that we came up with from a teaching team perspective, and then we picked four. And those first four people we called, they all said yes. Our teaching team each picked one of them. Uh, I'm not sure who you think uh, did the best. Uh, I won't tell you, like it wasn't about a competition of who did the best, but I worked with one of them, and um, so I feel kind of partial towards the one. Um, But all joking aside, I'm super excited about all four of them. I'm super excited about our young adults here. I'm super excited about Kingdom Builders and how we are helping to raise up young adults just like this all around the world um, in children's ministry youth ministries, college ministries, guys, through Kingdom Builders, you're investing into the next generation. If today inspired you, if today inspired you, can I just say this to you? Be a Kingdom Builder, all right? If today you walk away and you're like, wow, man, I got something. That was awesome. Like, I I was just inspired by that, God, you're doing something in the next generation. The future of the church is in good hands. Then let's just all step up and be Kingdom Builders. Uh, and let's just all follow the Lord and do what God's called us to do. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray. Lord, today, today is a unique day. Today was a history-making day. But today, in all regards, Lord, was um, just another opportunity to hear from your word, to be challenged by your word, and to become men and women that follow your word. And so, Lord, as out of the mouth of four young adults, your word was spoke, Lord, I pray that some peace sticks in our heart. That it's not about the novelty of four young adults speaking. It's not about the history-making moment of four young adults speaking back-to-back on a Kingdom Builder Sunday. But it would be today about your word that was spoke. And that, Lord, I hear words like, I can trust you. That's how I hear. I hear words like, like, dream the dream. Right? Like, keep chasing the dream. Uh, I, I hear words of, Lord, listen to your voice more than I listen to anyone else's voice. Lord, I hear words of, you'll be faithful to the end. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word and how it speaks life to us. And as we worship you, as we lift up the name of Jesus in this house, Lord, may you make your presence known to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.